0: Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13, Columns. Hello, Jen.
1: Hello, Steve.
0: We're actually letting Tyler sit in the room with us while we're podcasting, but he is supposed to stay quiet, not make a noise, and not bother us the entire time. So, the contest is the over-under on how long he makes it before getting kicked out. I think it's one minute. What do you say?
1: Um, three.
0: Okay. So let's test this out. Um, we talked last week or the week before, well, maybe not week, but the last podcast or the one before, that there was a movie that came out with Kristen Miladi and Andy Samberg. And we mentioned it because Kristen Miladi obviously... a Kristen
1: or Christine?
0: Christine Miladi, oh. you're right. We mentioned it because she's, of course, the titular mother of How I Met Your Mother in the show. And we said if we watched it, we would discuss it here for a little bit, so I thought we'd mention it. And we liked it. I liked it. You liked it, Jen?
1: Yeah, I did. It was weird. It was interesting.
0: It wasn't a movie I'd be happy to have paid for, to have gone see it in the theater. However, as a stay-at-home Friday night, put it on for a couple hours, I thought it was pretty entertaining.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. I think it was initially expected to be like a wide-release movie, which yeah, it does seem to be a little quirkier than that. But, oh yeah. overall I enjoyed it. it. Was I didn't do a lot of looking into what it was about, and so I was expecting more of a traditional rom-com, and it was definitely not that.
0: I thought, you know, it hit the right notes comedically. It was a complete rip-off of Groundhog Day. But there's a lot of differences between that and Groundhog Day, and we'll mention a couple of them. One, We've got two characters caught in a loop, or actually three or four, if you consider a goat, <laughs> caught in the loop instead of just the one. And so, you know, there are, people get to talk about it with each other instead of just, you right. know, kind of talking around it. And the two main characters, the Andy Samberg one, he's actually in it before she is. And I think we should
1: have done a spoiler <laughs> section. <laughs>
0: this okay. movie did just come out. Well, if you don't want to hear anything, we'll, we'll avoid any major spoilers, but you know, as if you were reading a review online, this is the cut. we won't give any more than what would have been covered in that, but uh, at any rate. So, yeah, there's he, they're, they're sort of caught in this loop together. We won't reveal how they if they do or how they eventually get out of it, but what I will say is one it has a celebrity in it who I'm quite familiar with, JK Simmons. Now, there's three types of celebrity, everyone knows, there's three types of celebrity in the world. Ones that haven't met me, ones that are D-list or below and have met me, and ones that are C-list and above and have almost met me. And I Have almost met you? Right. So, J.K. Simmons is a C-list or above actor who almost met me. And what happened was, let me, let me draw you a word picture. I was walking down the street in New York City on a crisp autumn evening uh. while it was still daylight out. It might have been summer or spring. I'm not sure. But as I'm walking down the street about 50 yards out, I notice that J.K. Simmons is walking towards me on the same sidewalk, and he is with what was either, I would guess, his grandson or maybe a late marriage son because he looked to be about seven years old. And he saw me recognize him, and I could see his face starting to panic a little bit that I was going to annoy him in public in my recognition of him. But all I did as he walked by was to say, hello, Mr. Simmons. And he said back to me, hello, and kept walking. That even sounded like him, didn't it? I do pretty good celebrity impressions. But at any rate, so he's also in the movie. So that will fall under what a new segment should be called Near, Run- Near Celebrity Run-Ins by Steve Runkle.
1: That may be the worst podcast <laughs> um, subsection I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's all going to be in my tell-all book. But in the meantime, you guys get these snippets of stories for free. Oh
1: boy, the book no one is clamoring for.
0: <laughs> there are ten things that happened in this movie or things around this movie that I think make it very comparable to How We Met Your Mother.
1: And here's where we disagree.
0: (laughs) Jen didn't think this required a list.
1: No, I I agree with the list. The top ten list was unnecessary because you really start reaching and start talking about other shows, and that really dilutes the list. We could have had a really solid top five comparison to How I Met Your Mother type things, but instead we, we, I put in quotes, went with ten, and there's a lot of stretching going on.
0: Jen doesn't believe in using your imagination as much as I do.
1: I appreciate being succinct and to the point and having a solid product you can be proud of. Not length for length's sake.
0: Well, this isn't for length's sake. Um, I felt that the, there was more than five, and then if you're going to have more than five, you've got to get up to ten. But the reason why I added a few is because they are relevant in that this episode we're talking about today has Brian Cranston and there were some Brian Cranston-type tie-ins in this movie. And that's the only reason why I thought they were also relevant. So I'm going to go through this in ascending order. Number 10, at some point in the movie, one, uh, one of the main characters says, this is a mistake, and the other one says, your mom's a mistake, which was reminiscent to me of a time when um, Ted and Robin are arguing, and one of them says, you're creepy, and the other one says, your mom's creepy.
1: Yeah, I still don't know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) We'll get there. Um, Number nine, the prostitute from Breaking Bad. Was she also in Better Call Saul? I don't think she was, was she?
1: No, I think she might have been in True Blood.
0: Well, she was in True Blood, as a yes. But she was in Breaking Bad. Um, She was in this.
1: Which does not have anything to do with How I Met Your Mother, which makes this a bloated list.
0: Um, But because she was in... Breaking Bad, and Brian Cranston's in this episode of How I Met Your Mother, I think there's some tie-in there.
1: It's a long book.
0: Number eight, there's a sequence of being in the desert on meth, and because Druthers is in this episode, that was very Breaking Bad-ish. Number seven, mm-hmm. somebody gets hit w- with a car, much like Ted's girlfriend hit somebody with a car and ran off as a confession she made to him that she thought was funny. I don't
1: know if it was a girlfriend. Maybe it was a date.
0: It was a date. Yeah. It was was that O moment.
1: Yeah. Of a
0: date, one of the dates he had. Number six, at some point, the main characters get caught in a pool of somebody's house house that they're not supposed to be at, much like when Ted and Mandy Moore and Barney and another date get caught in a hot tub in somebody's apartment that they're not supposed to be in. Remember, it was on their deck, right? I think so. The rare deck hot tub in New York City. (laughs) Um, Number five, at one point, Andy Samberg's Samberg's character says, wait for it. Now, it it wasn't an interstitial between two points that he was making, but he still said, wait for it. Yeah, I think that's one you pointed out. No, oh. that's when we... <laughs> Disagreed on?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine to include it, but again, there's no... How I Met Your Mother doesn't have a patent on wait for it. That is a thing that people say. It's still a tie-in. I and think. again, it, because, like you said, it wasn't said in the like, interstitial way, I think it's... It's a reach, but okay.
0: Number four. One person in the movie tells another person, I like your package. Yes. All right, now we're starting to get into the the zone that Jen is comfortable in (laughs) and making the comparison between the two. Number three, a goat keeps popping up as a character. (laughs) Yes. And if you don't remember that from How I Met Your Mother, well, it's a birthday thing, and we'll get to it, I think, next season or season four, maybe. Number two, uh, the Christina Miladi character is wearing red cowboy boots in many of the scenes. Good catch by Jen.
1: Pulling them.
0: <laughs> and number one, it has Christina Miladi in it. Big tie-in to How I Met Your Mother. So there you go. Write to us if you agree with me that that was a fun list all the way through. <laughs> and relevant because of Brian Cranston's participation in this episode that and we're about to also
1: write in if you think that including stuff about Breaking Bad doesn't make any sense to this list.
0: Unless you're podcasting about an episode that Brian Cranston's in. And that is the final word on that. <laughs> no more comebacks. Little piece of news, we've been talking about what, you know, the different actors are doing these days, not no longer being a part of How I Met Your Mother, and it looks like Alison Hannigan is going to be hosting a Penn & Teller show where they, I think they kind of, you know, magicians go up and do a trick and they have to say what they, I forget what the show's called, they have to go they, they pen and Tell are there to say I know how you did that trick kind of thing
1: it's an interesting choice that she keeps doing these like really bizarro reality TV things like she's a good actress I'm surprised she's not just doing another show
0: everyone's like, doing these show. game show type things even Jamie Foxx has his own
1: oh, really? Ryan Reynolds
0: has his own really yeah hmm.
1: I'm out of the loop on these things
0: it's become a really big thing The Rock I mean The Rock's a little more obvious of it but The Rock has one no. yeah
1: I don't know about any of these. <laughs> I've just been watching Hamilton.
0: Hmm. Do you want to talk about that, Jen?
1: Um, Hamilton's on Disney+. Plus. I recommend everybody watch it if you haven't seen it already. It's my favorite thing in the whole world.
0: Jen gets so excited and giddy every time it comes up or on. And it's funny because you know Tyler got to a sneak peek of a... Harry Potter movie that he hasn't gotten to see yet, but he's we're reading And so he's jumping up and down as he sees it, and Jen says that that's how excited... She tells him that's how excited I feel, or she feels, rather, uh, when she watches Hamilton. And I said, that's how excited I feel in the final dance scene of Footloose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so um, Tyler's really been on a big Harry Potter kick lately, and so yeah, he'll just tell us a million things about it and spells and... Things that, you know, he very much cares about and other people maybe not as much. And that's probably how everyone feels talking to me about
0: Hamilton Hamilton fun facts. <laughs> or me about the last dancing and in Footloose. Although it doesn't come up as much as you would think it would.
1: No, it's really not a topic of conversation <laughs> lately. Although there is a bit of a tie-in between these two fandoms. Because <laughs> yesterday on Twitter, Lin-Manuel Miranda posted a picture of him as a little kid. Um, dancing to Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> Of a video he recorded of himself dancing to Footloose. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> wow. We really brought it all back together in the end of the beginning, or the end of our intro to this podcast. So let's... We
1: did. And people that don't like useless chatter at the beginning of a podcast mm-hmm. are really going to hate this one.
0: <laughs> Which I'm sure is next to no one. So let's get into this. This is a really good episode of How I Met Your Mother.
1: Yes, it was very
0: funny. I remember last week we couldn't remember what the B slash C story was right. and I forgot that it was it's uh, so good. The nude art and Barney <laughs> and I really love the nude art. I didn't like the the Barney painting portion of it quite as much, but the torturing Marshall for it was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: surprised we forgot about that. It's so funny.
0: So we start off with a flashback of 1982
1: to 1982.
0: Oh, that's when I was born. Oh, yeah. Of Ted saying he always wanted to be an architect. He's building a block of house pieces to make a building, and another kid comes over and knocks it down and says, That's stupid.
1: And I gotta say, this kid looks nothing like Ted. They did <laughs> <laughs> really not a great job of casting.
0: Right. That's. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, look at Pac on that. You're correct. The kid that knocks it almost almost looks more like him. Yeah. <laughs> Current Ted presents his new idea for the atrium at work because now he's in charge of the the uh, building Spokane in Spokane National Bank. Maybe I can't remember if it's a bank, but it's a definitely a building in Spokane. And his idea is columns. And we get the recurrence now of Brian Cranston as his druthers, come up, knock it over, and say, that's stupid. <laughs> nice little lead-in parallel from his It
1: past. was just so dumb. It made me
0: laugh. Yeah, it was funny. It worked. And, you know, we come into it. Ted's talking about his columns. Druthers is unimpressed. And then we get a little exposition on druthers. He was big in the 80s.
1: <laughs> and then they flashed to this magazine cover, which is Architecture Weekly.
0: Right, I looked it up. There is no Architecture Weekly. <laughs> I assumed. There is an Architect Weekly. There's oh, really? Architecture Digest, but the, you know they made up this title. Well,
1: Weekly just seems a little intense for an architecture magazine.
0: <laughs> Do you really have something to talk about that frequently? <laughs> right,
1: but it's yeah. So t- um, Druthers in the '80s with a sweet mullet, and I couldn't tell. Was it like a car in the background or something? I guess.
0: But he's he had sort of a Miami Vice look going. Yeah. I think we've talked about that before.
1: Yeah, Spokane National Bank building is what Ted is building.
0: Okay. Right now. Ted starts to reflect on how tough it is to be a boss versus when he was an employee. One, he's always thinking about work. I can sort of relate to that now because I remember waking up in the middle of the night and thinking of how I could solve a contract problem and then having trouble falling back asleep. I pretty much kind of had to get out of bed and act upon it because I didn't want to lose it.
1: But does that have anything with you being a boss, or did that just have with you just doing your job?
0: I guess both. You're right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have a kind of similar story, of because I was on a team, and then I got promoted to lead that team. And so, yeah, it is kind of awkward making those transitions to, like, oh, yeah, you know, we used to, like, BS and make fun of everybody else, and now I have to, like, <laughs> be the one in charge. And, right. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting walking that line with people that you've been coworker with and now are supervising it's yeah it could be weird.
0: We have to present to our board next week and someone who's sort of working as an intern for us or for one of our investors was sending out a message saying tell you know we're going to have uh, you know obviously an apple um an apple air drop device for you to be able to present onto. It's sort of instead of a projector kind of thing. Fancy. Um but let us know if you need anything else in your presentation. And I wrote back and copied in the investor. I need a wireless mic and a bubble machine. <laughs> and I got no return like haha very funny. So I did it Uh-oh. myself, but I was like, okay, that's one difference between a boss and <laughs> they're expecting me not to be immature and say weird jokes. That's funny. <laughs> So, we're in the bedroom with Ted and Robin, and he goes, "I just had a great idea." And I like Robin's. Okay, go ahead and do it. Just don't wake me.
1: You see him think about it for a second, and then kind of no, like brush he, it off. He like... took a
0: beat. <laughs> yeah, that was him. That was his. You know, one of his ideas for work of thinking about work all the time. But some of the other things that differ for him now is before he would make fun of the boss, now he's kind of being made fun of for being a boss. And wearing uh, shirt with flowers. on. Yeah, what he's wearing. <laughs> Um, before he encouraged fun, now he's busting employees for faking sick. Your normal mean, stuff. If you,
1: why don't you just take a vacation day? Why are you going to call right. off sick? if You have a concert
0: to go to. <laughs> I guess maybe the guy was out of vacation days.
1: Maybe.
0: So we get in this sort of situation, and thankfully it doesn't last too long. But you know, one of the main characters of your show is kind of getting bullied, and they're being and you know the character the main characters being a pushover and a lot of this would be solved if they just kind of took care of the problem right away now we wouldn't get as many laughs but
1: and i think again that's kind of hard to do He's a new boss, and this used to be his boss, so that's an even weirder dynamic. So not only is he now like you know, supervising people that he used to be on the same level with, now he's supervising somebody that used to be his superior, so it's like super awkward.
0: And we do he does address it fairly quickly, so it's not as painful as that, but as soon as he knocked over that, that uh, model, <laughs> right. Ted should just been like, why don't you go home for the day, and you, you come back when you're feeling like you can be, contribute to this work. And if you can't, then you should not be here anymore. I mean, I, that that would have been completely warranted in this situation, but we get it solved pretty quickly. And what doesn't get solved makes it funny. So, right. we're at McLaren's. Robin mentions that oh, this guy must be good looking because only good looking people can get away with this. And then we get sort of a really tropey roundtable of I find that's true, and right. I didn't like that one, but. Uh, One of the few jokes I did not like of this episode.
1: Well, we kind of skipped over, you know, Druthers is really ragging on Ted, you know, because his idea is columns, and so Druthers is making fun of him, like, oh, what's your next idea? Ceilings, floors, windows, Mm -hmm. like, you know, basic.
0: Yeah, it was funny (laughs) the way way he is making fun of him, so it works, but...
1: Right, so he's really naked into him, and he says, ceilings, oh, said that again, but you know, you like to rehash old ideas, so.
0: Marshall asks says, "Ask yourself, Ted, who's the boss?" And we get a funny roundtable from the about the show "Who's the Boss." Barney thinks, you know, it was it Tony or Angela. Now, if you don't get that reference, there was a TV show in the late '80s, early '90s called "Who's the Boss." Yeah, it's, I never watched it. <laughs> yeah, it was a TV show starring Tony Danza, Alyssa Milano, and Judith White. Light or light? Light. Thank you, Judith Light. Uh, so Tony Danza becomes is trying to get his daughter out of New York City. So he takes a job being a house a live-in housekeeper for a wealthy woman in Connecticut who's an ad executive, and she's divorced and has a son. Um, I forget the actor who played the son's name. And then the daughter of Tony Danza is Alyssa Milano. And for a kid around that same age group as Alyssa Milano, we all had crushes on Alyssa Milano in that role. She was sort of a tomboy, very cute. Um, it was a good show, actually. It had a really good opening song, like a good melodic opening song. And um, it was a funny show. It was Tony Danza coming off of Taxi. It was a good second vehicle for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no idea what the premise of that show
0: <laughs> But Mona is the mom, you know, the, the sassy older woman in the show. She plays Judith Light's mom. Okay, and she's sort of you know the oversexed, you know, septuagenarian or probably younger than that, but you know, someone in her sixties. She's the grandma and kind of always having dates, and that's why Barty was kind of like Mona. Think about it; she will <laughs> rock your world.
1: <laughs> so I keep trying to get you to watch Community, um, but there is an episode of Community where they take a class solely on who's the boss and deciding who the boss is
0: between. Tony Danza and Judith Light in that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah it,
1: it, And so one of the characters is like, yeah, super TV obsessed, and goes and like does this whole like chart on the whiteboard explaining it, and the teacher like gets all depressed and like dismisses the class.
0: Well, well, Angela was clearly the boss; she was in charge. But Tony ran the household in a way. So, well, let's not go down this road, especially <laughs> since you haven't seen it. Right. So I thought that was a funny exchange. Um, we then Ted does discuss that he went to the manager we get a scene of him asking to either well actually he just asked to, to have Druthers move to another project which it's insane that Druthers wasn't already on somebody else's project and not reporting to Ted who beat him out for this project
1: yeah that's true and the um, managing partner seems to be a <laughs> you know,
0: hundred years old, first of all.
1: Right. And very out of the loop. For He's, some reason he thinks Ted is named Crosby and he wants to fire Druthers and Mosby. Oh, I
0: didn't know that he referred to him as a car- as somebody else, but yeah, he clearly so, didn't know that he was Mosby.
1: There's some stuff, if you watch the TV version, there's some stuff on the Hulu version that was very rightfully cut out. Okay. And this was one of them. So, yeah, the managing partner was just like, yeah, Druthers is a pain in the ass, get rid of him. You know, The whole team, Mosby too. And so Ted convinces him, like, no, I hear Mosby's you know, doing pretty good. And he's like, fine, Mosby can stay. But then he, like, does this weird thing. He, like, reaches across the desk and, like, grabs Ted by the cheek. he's like, I like you, Crosby. Oh. It's really weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, they cut that out.
1: Yeah. It was a good call. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, we, we cut back to the apartment. Robin tells Ted that if you're going to fire him, make sure you time it the right way. And then she talks about... A time where she had to fire her makeup artist and they show it and she's getting ready to be made up for the that night's episode, not episode that night's broadcast Right, and says, you know, we have to let you go I mean, of course, after tonight, after you do my makeup <laughs> and then gets made up to look like an insane clown
1: I mean, I guess I just have to say like, there's no world in which Robin would be the one telling this news I, like, I, doesn't I, this station have an HR department? or a producer <laughs> right
0: um, Right, I wrote that down too,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's a funny scene, so I'll allow
0: it. We're in the apartment, as I had mentioned. Robin's outfit—did you notice this mini sweater halter top
1: it thing was she was wearing? So very interesting.
0: I feel like that was a look, but it was almost too high. Like I feel like you know, there was ones that were a little bit. Yeah, no, it wasn't came even down a, a little halter. lower. It
1: was like yeah, just barely below her boobs. It
0: was... Right. So yeah, it was like a reverse halter right I mean it kind, of, it kind of goes over it's almost like a shrug but it comes down over her boobs
1: yeah it was weird it was like yeah like a two piece built in sweater but only half of the sweater was there
0: um Ted says he'll fire him tomorrow and Barney they kind of set this up by Barney coming in saying he needs to charge his phone mm-hmm. is that okay so that gives him a reason that he's going behind the piano Right. so Barney finds a painting behind the piano and is like are you guys do you guys know about this they didn't, and it. He turns it around. and first does a big build up about. Yeah, how he can't good figure out the is. best way to <laughs> to announce it. But at any, at any rate, it's it's a naked picture of Marshall on a stool holding a rose.
1: And so yes, it's naked, but you're not seeing anything. It's kind of yeah you know, turned, so all you're seeing is leg and correct. The private parts are not showing. So and yes, it's nude art, but without the detail, <laughs> I
0: guess. And as, as per usual, with Lily's paintings, it's not good.
1: I mean, I think it's hard to paint people, so in that aspect, it looks like a person. <laughs> it's better I, than I could do.
0: I know you're Lily's <laughs> biggest defender in her art capabilities, but this is something that not even a college art student would do it this bad. <laughs> Again, this is like a freshman or sophomore in high school skill level of painting.
1: Hey, I'm at like a second grade why, art level. Why are we comparing so, you? So I'm, I'm saying, so by comparison, anything that's above my skill level looks really good to me. So <laughs> I, don't, I think it, you know, it kind of looks like him.
0: All right. But at any rate, it's not good. The Barney one later is not good, but we'll get there.
1: But like Ted's reaction here, it's awesome times awesome. It's awesome squared.
0: Mm-hmm. But all three of them are, you know, first Robin, it almost seems like she's going to say, hey, let's not expose this. And, right. But then, you know, she comes around pretty quickly, and all three are really giddy. They're going to use this to embarrass Marshall somehow.
1: Yeah, and so, yeah, no, Robin's actually very excited about it. Like, oh, my God, he must be so embarrassed. We're going to have so much fun with this.
0: hmm We get back to Ted's office, and he's midway firing Druthers because Druther comes back from taking a four-hour lunch break. <laughs> and as he's getting ready to fire, the whole office is singing happy birthday, so Ted can't go through with it.
1: Right. And Druthers thinks it was all a setup. He doesn't realize. Oh,
0: you had happening. me. You had me, Mosby. We're back at the apartment again.
1: Oh, no. He has a good line here, too. So, you know, Robin, Robin, like, kind of calls him out. Like, you didn't fire him? He's like, yeah, I couldn't. You know, it was his birthday. Plus, they put a party hat on me. My authority was compromised. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Robin, why would you think you can't fire him, like, as people are singing him happy birthday?
0: I mean, you could wait until it's done, until people leave, and then at the end of the day say, I know it's your birthday and all, but...
1: I guess it is kind of the end of the day if it was, he took a four-hour lunch.
0: <laughs> I guess. That would be an option. Not do it in front of everybody. Right. But, I, I, yeah, don't fire someone on their birthday. That's true. We're back at the apartment, and <laughs> Ted's sort of briefly discussing the non-firing, and Marshall enters. And so now, now comes a series of very funny things happening. First, They're just messing with him nonsense. Yeah. First, Barney brings out a stool and says, hey, Marshall, I got you this stool that you can sit on. And You yeah, know how much says, you
1: love stools.
0: Yeah. Marshall says, it is better for your posture. <laughs> and
1: then Robin gives him a rose. Mm-hmm. And then... And he realizes something's up.
0: Yeah. I I, I wonder at what point he's like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> his face is getting there, and I wonder if right away he's like, oh, they found the yard. Right. We don't really know at what point.
1: And at what, like, where in his level of, like, consciousness is this? Like, he knows that, like, this was painted in college. So, like, did they just find it a couple months ago and stash it behind the piano? Or, like, has it literally been there for years and he completely forgot it even, like, was in the apartment?
0: I would guess that it probably showed up in there when Lily moved in officially.
1: Right. So maybe, yeah, he's seen it somewhat recently. And so he's able to kind of put it together kind of quickly. Like, oh, (laughs)
0: And then Barney brings out his new dart. And this was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Now, I wonder <laughs> if it would have been better just to invite Marshall into McLaren's and just have it there.
1: No, I like this better because <laughs> then you get the panicky him running out. And
0: <laughs> oh, from I think from us watching it as a TV show, it's better this way. But, you know, if we were going to do this to somebody else, right. we could have just put it up in the McLaren's and had them show up and see it there. But this was good. I like Lily's, I knew this day would come. He said, why?
1: Because <laughs> I didn't hide it very well. <laughs> so we get a little flashback of how this came to be.
0: This is another good scene. Like uh, This is a great episode because you get so many good, great back-to-back scenes. They're in the college dorm. Lily's talking about how she has to paint a nude for her class. And she's going to paint that weird kid Hunter from whatever dorm. Marshall gets very jealous. He's like, you mean, the frisbee, the frisbee dude with the soul patch. He's like the hottest guy in the school. <laughs> and there's something about soul patches that Marshall really likes because we we find out later that he had grown one out himself in college.
1: Oh, I don't remember that.
0: They were talking about you know things that were embarrassing from their past. This is, oh. I think, a future episode. And
1: was that also while he worked at Structure? Or was that separate?
0: no? This is when he, they were in college. Or Ted's referencing a time when they're in college. He's like, whatever, Marshall, you grew out a Soul Patch and wore such and such and made everyone call you Mon or something like that, or <laughs> it was something reggae or something like that. Maybe. And Marshall says, I have no regrets of that whatsoever. <laughs> I, I can't remember what episode's that from, but.
1: <laughs> I do vaguely remember that
0: delivery. Lily counters, well, he's actually a little husky, and Marshall goes, He's huggable and complicated and a little bit of a jerk, just enough to think maybe you can change him.
1: I guess, so I was kind of thinking about this more than I really needed to. Like, so they're in college, at most they've been together, you know, three to four years, you know, probably it's only been a few months. So yeah, maybe Marshall's like a little worried about losing Lily to (laughs) the hottest guy in school that she thinks she can change. Well, there's
0: no way that this guy is volunteering to pose nude for Lily if it wasn't him trying to hook up with her. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, thinking of it from the guy's perspective. Right.
1: So, and then we get a good line where it's, you know... Oh, so Marshall, you know... Lily says, essentially, like, okay, if you're not going to let me paint him, then you have to do it. And then Marshall's like, yeah, well, somebody sees it. <laughs> we're not in high school anymore. People don't make fun of you for posing nude for a picture. We're adults.
0: Now, we, this scene gets kind of retconned later. Because in one of the episodes where Karen from shows <laughs> up from Ted's past. And it turns out Karen had walked in on them while they were...
1: <laughs> and lingered.
0: Yeah, and lingered while they were while she was painting Marshall nude and looked at Marshall. And someone then asked, "Why were you painting Marshall nude?" And they said, "She says because Marshall ate my f- bowl of fruit." Right. So this gets changed later on, I, I, which is a strange miss on their part. It's funnier then because Marshall didn't want me to paint <laughs> right. somebody else nude, but it's weird that they change that up later. And that'll be next season. Right. So Marshall will do it. Uh, he says, "You know." what if someone sees me? Which, as we get, you know. (laughs) Right. uh, Karen did walk in and see him. And Lily says, you know, we're adults. Who cares now? And then they cut to the apartment and Barney says, we totally saw your butt.
1: Right. So this is, you know, presumably like, you know, 10 years later and (laughs) all the adults are making fun of him.
0: Mm -hmm. Marshall wants to look for it and destroy it. Where is it? And then Barney (laughs) says, I'll tell you where it is if you answer these riddles three.
1: Which Marshall realizes, yeah, you know, it's clearly hanging in the bar.
0: Yeah, that the riddles three thing is a line from uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Oh,
1: uh, okay. And Bart's like, Why you gotta ruin my riddles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear the riddles. I, know. I like and a then, good riddle.
1: Oh, if you catch it, you hear Ted in the background kind of going, field trip. as they all like run after Marshall watching. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I
0: don't think that was in the TV version.
1: And then Carl is just so perfect behind the bar playing this.
0: Yeah, he's very <laughs> smug. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's, like, just right behind the bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, it belongs to the bar now. Robin's wondering, where, where are we going to send it next? And Barney has a five-year rollout plan.
1: <laughs> right. That's only just in the city. And then, <laughs> apparently, there's plans after that.
0: Right. So Marshall runs in screaming from after he, he walked out after he wasn't going to get it. So he runs back in screaming and grabs it from behind the bar and runs back out with it. It's funny, because Carl seems really pissed. It's like hey, and like kind of goes after him for a second,
1: <laughs> right? Well, and I don't know if it, this was in the version, but we get like a lot of back and forth between Marshall and Carl. Oh no. Oh okay. Yeah. So what happened? So yeah, you know, Carl asks him. You know, very chill. Like hey, Marshall. You know, what are you gonna have? And Marshall's like yeah, you know, indignant. Like oh, you, the painting and be nude yeah. By well, the that's on the TV, right? So <laughs> and what else? He's like, I know Barney gave you that, and Carl like. Here, I'll just read it. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever he's paying you, I'll pay you double, Carl. I doubt it. Whatever he's paying you, I'll give you that plus 10 bucks. I doubt it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mar- yeah, that is good, yeah.
1: And then Marshall's like, All right, you just lost yourself a regular customer. And Carl's like, I doubt it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, it was really funny. I have it highlighted as one of my, it might be my favorite Ooh, <laughs> part. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really funny. So then, yeah, that's when we get.
0: Uh, so you're going to bother to do a favorite this week. I am. Okay.
1: Um, So, yeah, then we get Marshall just (laughs) taking the running leap and stealing it.
0: Then comes a line I don't like by Ted, which is about, you know, his worst nightmare coming true of Marshall grabbing himself – seeing Marshall grab himself naked.
1: Yes, that's what I have written down as my possible – well, no, that was my possible worst, and then it gets way worse.
0: Okay, that's my – well, we'll see. Uh, Ted and Robin walk out, then we're left with Barney and Lily. Barney's like, you know, Lily's – imploring them not or imploring Barney not to make fun of Marshall for it anymore and uh, Barney says that actually he likes the painting mm-hmm. and then we get to a point where Barney's kind of whispering paint me
1: well and Lily sets this up she's like I miss painting nudes like what did she or think she's was going to happen
0: nudes or just, just I miss painting says,
1: it makes me miss painting nudes oh the line.
0: I think on TV it was just I miss painting or maybe I was—I just didn't catch yeah. capture that. But
1: and so yeah, obviously, then if you put that in front of Barney, he's going to run with it. So yeah, he tries to convince her that yeah, she should paint him.
0: But we're back in a universe where people where people think that Lily's paintings look good. Well, this gets <laughs> well, sort of. He said he
1: liked it. He liked. The, he just wanted to make fun of Marshall, but he liked. That's the what, that's my point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is somehow we're in a universe where Lily's paintings are good. Now this gets crushed.
1: I mean, good enough that he's going to pay ten grand for
0: it. <laughs> gets crushed when she tries to sell paintings. but Right. <laughs> okay. We're at the... Our, uh, oh, Ted had to go back to the office. That's why he was leaving, and Robin was walking him out. We get into the office. Ted answers. It's dark. And then he hears somebody, and he bumps into a half-dressed druthers. druthers <laughs> he says to him, what are you doing here? And druthers is like, what are you doing here? <laughs>
1: Standing here wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. I like
0: that one. Turns out Druthers and his wife are in a spat. Ted's about to try and fire him again, but then kind of sympathizes instead. And we cut to the apartment, and Druthers is on his couch. Robin's like, I guess you didn't fire him yet, huh?
1: Yeah, so I guess maybe some stuff got cut out from the TV version because there's a whole bunch of stuff that like w- really goes off the rails. Oh, really? Yeah. Is so it worth
0: even describing or should we move on?
1: The part of it is because um, did you get the Druthers is an architect without a home? No. Oh, so that part's pretty good. So he's like, you see the tragic irony in that? And Ted's like, yeah. And he just, like, keeps it going. Because I design homes, but I don't have a home. And Ted's like, yeah, no, I I get it. (laughs) But then um, Ted asks him, like, well, why don't you just go to a hotel? And this is where it gets gets really weird where he starts talking about, like, well, I don't want to do that because my wife's going to call me any minute. And, you know, she's very special. She's quite mannish, and she gives me what I need. If I got lost in the wilderness, she could provide for me.
0: Hmm. Very, yeah, was just like, I think they were so excited to get Brian Cranston that they just wanted him to say a lot more lines than I necessary. Guess it was
1: so bizarre, and I do not remember ever seeing that in any of the reruns, so maybe it was a quick cut when it went into syndication. Mm-hmm. But I was just so confused. Um, and then we get a, well, that's the dream from Ted. <laughs> um, and then, like, he, you know, calls you know, it yeah, like, whatever, like, you know, me too, Hammond. He goes, call me Ham. Ted's like, no. Hammy D? He's like, no. <laughs> it goes really off the rails. Yeah,
0: they, they, they just wanted to give Brian Cranston a whole bunch of lines.
1: Yeah. So then, yeah, then it cuts to, yeah, he's on the couch and Robin and Ted are standing there watching.
0: We're in the apartment in Lillian Marshall's bed. And she's jabbing him with her elbow, which is. And he's not waking up. This is what I imagine is going on when you're trying to wake me from snoring.
1: I was taking some notes. So maybe if I hit you in the head and then in the mouth.
0: Is that what she did to him?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think in the TV version, she's just elbowing him. Well, she started with that, and then
1: she whacked him in the head, and that didn't work, and then she, like, whacked him in the face.
0: Well,. (laughs) It always baffles me when you tell me the next day, yeah, I shook you and hit you three times and you didn't wake up. Like, oh, no, it's okay. usually
1: like 12. <laughs> You're a deep, sleeping snore. Hmm.
0: So she, she mentions, you know our honeymoon where we're going to go to Howe Caverns?
1: Oh, did you look this up? Is this a real place?
0: No, I didn't look it up. <laughs> Apparently Marshall's really excited about Howe Caverns. And having their honeymoon there. She a says, labyrinth Yeah, but,
1: of caves. <laughs> but
0: what if we didn't want to spend our honeymoon in a cave? And he expounds on it. it's a whole labyrinth of caves. Caves. There's one cave that's so dark that you can't even see what's in front of you. We can experience a whole new kind of dark. It's
1: so dark you don't even know you're in there.
0: <laughs> I feel like we've talked, we've, we've said that before. <laughs> yeah. We've stolen that one. She hits just the right note with him by suggesting, well, maybe, what if we could go to Scotland? And Mm -hmm. he gets excited about seeing the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie.
1: Right, and she tries to bring up other things, like the Highlands, and he's like, Loch Ness. And he just, yeah, zeroes in on that. And so, yeah, whatever it is, Lily was going to tell him he's in.
0: (laughs) So we cut back to, you know, her conversation with Barney, and he says that he'll be better to paint nude because he has no shame. Um, But he... Well, where the shame
1: gland should be, there's a second awesome gland.
0: Right, I was getting to that. I was trying to remember. (laughs) True story. Referenced, you know, how she perfectly captured Marshall. I guess that comes a little later. Right. But he's 31. He's at his peak, and he's going to offer her five grand. And Marshall's cool with it.
1: Well, and I like Lily's line that you know the awesome gland is not the gland she's worried about painting.
0: mm Hmm. We're at the office. Druthers and Ted are coming in, and they're buds now. Mm -hmm. Druthers is clearly wearing his his. Close, and as they're getting back to the group, Ted wants to revisit columns. <laughs> so, and Druthers just wait, wait, wait. let me do it <laughs> because I love this part. Um, Druthers says, Oh, not this again, and all of a sudden, you know, cuts away from being his buddy. Ted, a man in a toga, just arrived with a parchment. Ancient Greece wants their basic architectural elements back. And he like, does the reading of the parchment and, and pantomimes it all. Right. It's really good.
1: And Ted's just like baffled. And he's like, what? And then Druthers is like, wait, do I have to do this again? The whole like, toga, parchment? Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ted pulls him aside. He's baffled. Uh, Druthers says, look, Ted, just because we're friends, it doesn't make a, good I- a bad idea suddenly good. Right. And Ted's like, but you're wearing my clothes, and my girlfriend's, sh-. and you love this, right? Go ahead. My
1: girlfriend's sneakers, weirdly really small feet, <laughs> which I guess is maybe a form of masculinity shaming. We shouldn't <laughs> laugh at, but it's a good delivery.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I think this one holds up. Right? <laughs> it, w- it was sort of a sideways compared to the obvious ways they usually do masculinity shaming. Right? <laughs> this was sort of like you know Rubio telling Trump that he had small hands, more or less."
1: How dare you bring politics into my
0: podcast? <laughs> We're back at the apartment, and Barney's starting to pose. He's stripped down to his boxers. And he says that you know she perfectly captured Marshall's essence, which is goofy and unburdened <laughs> with wit like that.
1: Good but you. Barney
0: wants something regal. And so he's holding up a sword. Now, I don't think... This isn't the so one of the swords from their wall, either.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, did he bring this sword? He brought a sword. Oh, okay. I was like, was there just a sword in the room? <laughs> no, because
0: at first I was like, oh, it must have been one of the ones from the wall, but... Yeah, it wasn't. it's a lot thicker. It's a different kind of sword. Like, the ones they had were, like, saber-ish. Mm-hmm. This one's, you know, very... Lo- it's like a long sword, like... Looks heavy. Like uh, <laughs> It's a Braveheart sword. Right.
1: So, yeah, he does a, a pose with him you know, kind of holding the sword up over his head, which clearly he didn't think through he had to pose for. Yeah, any,
0: like, you would of sort time. of hold your <laughs> arm up without it, and then at some point she would have to paint it, and he would have to, you know, you wouldn't want her doing your whole image <laughs> right. as you're holding that sword. Marshall is at McLaren's, he's holding the cash and kind of thinking to himself, and it's not a great idea to do that in New York City (laughs) (laughs) right and we think he's having second thoughts he bursts in on Lily painting Barney
1: it's right before Barney takes uh, office yeah so Barney Mm -hmm. actually is in the process and so I think Marshall gets a look at his butt
0: and Marshall's screaming you know Marshall kicks Barney out and he's screaming intermittently with telling Lily his plans he thinks he can get him to double the offer or if for $2,000 more, they can stay in a castle that might be haunted. <laughs> and Barney comes back, offers them double, and they're like, okay. Or they accept right away, very quickly, Barney doesn't notice this <laughs> right. Wait, and sorry. thinks he's their puppet master.
1: Right, completely missing the fact that he totally that got, he's controlling them. Yeah, completely missing that he got completely played. But
0: <laughs> We go to the office. Ted's again about to fire Druthers. And then Druther gets served his divorce papers, and the remains of Wolfie, (laughs) which apparently is their dog that the wife played with too rough. So I guess we're to believe that she was playing with the dog too rough and killed him, and then sent the remains to Druther's.
1: Pretty dark. I don't think he actually got the remains. I think it said in the divorce papers that he would get the remains.
0: I don't think. Oh, they didn't deliver them there then and there. It was just in the paperwork. Nevertheless.
1: Yeah. Still dark.
0: Then uh, another birthday celebration breaks out. And a bunch
1: of people were <laughs> out of the office in Montreal, so they didn't want to miss Druthers' birthday.
0: This is very tropey, and people don't like Druthers there. There's no way that they <laughs> would do the first one, much less. I
1: think you're underestimating how much people like cake.
0: Mm, okay. That's a good point. Ted cuts them off, and he fires Druther. Druther Druthers. Druthers starts doubling over. And, you know, Ted doesn't believe that... He, Ted thinks he's faking it. and doesn't believe that yeah. he's... Ted
1: loses his absolute mind, <laughs> like,
0: doing this in front of everybody.
1: screaming out other's personal business and then, like, screaming at his face as he's having a heart attack.
0: Now, I had a heart attack scare, which turned out not to be a heart attack, but I wasn't faking. I was driving up to visit Jen, and I was on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. This is when we were dating. First year in, probably, of I think dating. So. And I had a pain in my chest. Actually, I had a couple pains, and it started to bother me because back then I was smoking and drinking a lot of caffeine, and I would be doing both as I was coming up to your place to visit you. You used to
1: smoke in your car. Oh, all the time, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, not all the time, but on long trips, I would. And that's back when I was traveling in my car a lot for work. So, um, So if it would be like a two-plus-hour trip, I'd be smoking a cigarette on the trip. And so... You're also going through a lot of ups and downs um, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. For you know, all of a sudden you're a thousand like elevation elevation wise, a thousand feet higher than you were before in a pretty short time. So, at any rate, that that probably had more to do with what happened. But I thought I was having a heart attack because all of a sudden there was a pop in my head and it flushed all the way through my body, and I felt like I was going to pass out, and my heart started pounding. And so I'm going seventy. 80 miles 85 miles per hour and so i quickly am trying to get to the side and i pull over and again i think i'm having a heart attack i call you i call an ambulance some people pull over and see if i'm okay and they two guys and they hand me some water i can drink and i tell you to come and get my dog which is in my car as they take me to the hospital come pick up lexi who was traveling with me
1: pick up lexi from
0: um, I think you got there around the same time as the ambulance did, so...
1: No, because it was like an hour away.
0: Maybe I just left her in the car and... No.
1: I think somebody had her. Maybe it was... Was it the officer? I can't remember. I picked her up from somebody. I remember that.
0: They they take me in a ambulance to the hospital. It turns out it was a panic attack. Long story short. Too late. And
1: nobody was there screaming in your face that you were fired at
0: the time. <laughs> and I've never had... I never had a panic attack before nor since.
1: Yeah, that's was weird.
0: Yeah, you were it was really a one-offer. <laughs> so they're taking they yeah. to, taking Druthers out on a gurney.
1: Yeah, he's got his oxygen mask on, and everybody does the you know applause, applause. Thing. as if they
0: as if he was a an athlete that got hurt <laughs> on the field that's <laughs> right. being taken off. Right. Why yeah. do we applaud those? they do that all the time at wrestling tournaments where you know the kid gets hurt they have to have you know people come on the mat to look at him and they have to take him off in a stretcher and everyone's clapping it's like what are, why are we clapping
1: so it's less cuz he's alive
0: well the whole office is mad at ted they're all glaring at him but at least in the TV version, this gets solved immediately with Margarita Fridays.
1: Right. Well, and the EMTs did admit that he did not cause the heart attack,
0: even, even if, if they said, begrudgingly. begrudgingly. <laughs> that was a good line.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, he redeems himself with Margarita Fridays, and then everybody loves him again.
0: And we get to the bedroom um, where Lily has finished the job. She leaves the room, and her and Marshall run off because he's got the money. <laughs> right. And Barney, what does Barney find?
1: Barney looks at the picture. <laughs> Barney's um, special gland did not get painted. So yeah, she
0: gave him the Ken doll, <laughs> as he describes.
1: And he's just
0: in shock. We might, to our younger crowd, probably have to explain what the Ken doll is. So uh, I'm sure everybody. I don't know. Well,
1: okay, no, go for it.
0: Yeah, if. if you know, if you're if you're a girl or a guy, or you had sisters, I mean, it's, it's probably more likely if you were a girl. You might have had Barbies when you were younger, although I think less likely as the years went by. So, if you're you know 21 now, maybe you didn't. Maybe. But there was you know a collection of Barbie dolls called Barbies, and there was a male character called Ken. And also, I guess if you watched Toy Story, you would be familiar with who Ken was. That's true. Was he called Ken in Toy Story? I think mm-hmm. he was. Ah, yeah, I
1: can't remember, but there's, like, his dream house or Malibu, something. Ah, I can't remember.
0: At any rate, the male Ken was smooth down in the area where his genitals would be. And so the Ken doll would be that, you know. In, I really don't know the way to explain that. I think we did it. Okay, and that was the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, I, as I've said before, like I print out the transcript, so I see it, and I kind of like wasn't Bye. looking forward to that scene, but then just, you know, Patrick Harris's delivery is so good, because <laughs> like, it's so cheesy, like my little Barney Barnacle Jr. And so I like wasn't really looking forward to that ending until like watching him actually deliver it is just <laughs> really good.
0: Yeah, that wasn't bad. Okay, where do you think I ranked this? Thirties. You're correct. Yes. Yay. <laughs> I ranked it 31.
1: Oh yes.
0: It's right now the third highest ranked episode Excellent. of everything we've watched so far. Wow. Okay. Favorite joke?
1: Um, I think it was the whole. So I think it's all where yeah, you know, Marshall realizes the painting's not in the house and runs to the bar and the back and forth with him and Carl.
0: Okay. My favorite was the druthers. Ted, a man in a toga, just arrived with a parchment (laughs) and his whole play out of that. Mm -hmm. Least favorite?
1: Um, That weird part that got cut out about Hammond talking about his wife.
0: Okay. Mine would be Ted's comment about Marshall grabbing himself naked.
1: Yeah, that was a close second. (laughs) I remember
0: all the funny parts. Thank you. Very insightful. Okay. Uh, Tell folks where they can find us.
1: Find us at RunkleRecaps.com, at RunkleRecaps on Twitter, at underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram. You can shoot us an email at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And if you would be ever so kind as to rate, review, and subscribe, we would be eternally grateful.
0: All right. Well, two guys from a Seinfeld podcast just showed up with a microphone and said that they want the basic elements of their podcast back. <laughs> so we have to get going. Thanks for listening to how I made your podcast. What's next? We forgot to say what what's next week. Um, I have no idea? I think it's Monday night football.
1: Oh yeah, no, I did see that.
0: You're right. Okay, eh, that that, that one's got some good laughs, but
1: yeah, I think it'll be next great.
0: to columns and what I think is coming up soon is I think it's Dosa look. Tripli- no, not not Tripli- uh Arivederci Ferrari is coming up soon. I think there's Fierro. some Fiero, yeah, or the ones that are coming up. Shortly after, and this one, I mean, Monday, I don't think Monday Night Football fits great into those, but yeah, uh, it's, it's compare, got its own laugh. Yes. Okay, see everyone next week.
1: All right, bye. bye.